tell me something. What do you know about Wakanda? It's a third world country. Textiles, shepherds, cool outfits, all the front. Explorers have searched for it. Called it El Dorado. They looked for it in South America. But it was in Africa the whole time. I'm the only one who's seen it. The world is changing. Soon, there will only be the conqueror. Step into the spotlight. You are a good man. Step into the spotlight. With a good heart. It's hard for a good man to be a king. Well, welcome to Life Church. How's everyone doing this tonight? Yeah, baby. Yes. Well, hey, if you've been here with us for the past few weeks, we've been at the movies, literally at the movies. And so tonight is the last night. So make sure if you have not, get your picture taken, get your popcorn, because uh, I believe God's going to move. Have you all had fun during the series? It's been a good series. Well, tonight I, I get to preach uh, Black Panther, and you could probably guess why. I was the only one available. Where? Your minds are terrible, terrible human beings. But hey, it's good to be with you all tonight. Well, uh, if you haven't seen the movie Black Panther, Black Panther was an amazing movie. It probably is. Uh, it probably is my favorite movie. My wife took me last year, and she said I will never do anything like that again because you know how little boys leave the movie and they're like play fighting and all that type of stuff. That, that's how I left the movie, and so it's a it's a really cool movie. Well, if you haven't seen it, well, here's the premise of it. It takes place in Africa. Now, it's not a real country in Africa. It's a, uh, it's a fictional country, uh, Wakanda. So what is happening is there's a new king that is emerging. Okay, The old king had died, and so his son now is taking the throne. And so the, the premise of this movie is that because the son has now taken the throne, there's all kind of opposing forces. I could preach. Right. So because he's now the king, now everything and everyone is coming at him. OK, so why I love this movie so much as well is usually when they show movies about Africa, it's in some poverty stricken uh, environment. But this is a flourishing, beautiful country. And watch this. The women are the warriors. Ladies, give yourselves some love tonight. Yes. The Women Are the Warriors, an amazing movie. So why don't we check out this clip as we get into tonight's message. Victory in ritual combat comes by yield or death. If any tribe wishes to put forth a warrior, I now offer a path to the throne. No! No! The merchant tribe we're not challenged today. Aye. Aye. The border tribe will not challenge today. Ibamba. Ibamba. 
The river tribe will not challenge today. The mining tribe will not challenge today. Is there any member of a royal blood who wishes to challenge for the throne? This corset is really uncomfortable. So could we all just wrap it up and go home? Hey, What are you doing here? It's challenge day. We have watched and listened from the mountains. We have watched with disgust as your technological advancements have been overseen by a child. <laughs> Who scoffs at tradition? to hand the nation over to this prince who could not keep his own father safe. Hmm? We will not have it. I say we will not have it. Oh. I, Mbaku, leader of the Jabari wisdom. I accept your challenge, Mbaku. Glory to Hanuman. Ooh. So, as, as we see there, there's Prince T'Challa. He's the newly appointed king. Each tribe had an opportunity to try him out of honor and respect for him. People do believe in him. People like him. He's favorable. Okay, so everybody else says, absolutely not. We believe he's the guy for the job. There's one tribe that merges from the hills called the Jabari tribe. And they're, what they're, they're supposed to be allies. They're supposed to be partners. And then all of a sudden, now they have a problem with uh, ki the king uh, becoming the king. And so they challenge him, okay? And so the entirety of the movie is they just released the power of the Black Panther. Well, tonight we are not releasing the power of the Black Panther, but we are going to release the power of Jesus Christ. Is that okay with you tonight? So if you have your Bibles, just turn with me quickly to 2 uh, Corinthians uh, chapter 10, just starting in verse number 3, and uh, we're going to go on this journey. And um, what I want to display through this movie, the Black Panther, is we are at war, okay? Each and every one of us. There's, there's two opposing natures. There's good and there's evil. And each and every day that we arise out of bed, we are going to war, okay? And so the worst type of attack that can happen is an attack you weren't prepared for. The worst type of attack that can happen is attack that will catch you blindsided what, you have no idea where it's coming from. But here's what the Bible teaches each and every one of us. Number one, we have the victory through Christ. But number two, we are at war. So a few things you need to know tonight. First thing I want you to know tonight is this, friends. We are in a fight. We need, we need to know we're in a fight. 2 Corinthians 10, 
starting in verse number three, says this. For though we live in the world, we do not wage war as the world does. Wow. For though we live in the world, we do not wage war as the world does. This is the Apostle Paul, and he's writing to the Corinthians church, and this is close to the time that he's uh, uh, leaving Corinth, and so it's imperative that he leaves them with something, but he's letting them know, we are at war, but we do not fight as the world does. This is not a physical fight. This is not a fight that you can see with the eye. This is not a fight based upon how good you are or how bad you are. This is not a fight based on how big you are or how small you are, how educated you are or how uneducated you are. No, 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 no. This is a fight for your soul. And it's happening in a place where you cannot see it. And so what I love about this is even if we read in Ephesians 6.12, The same Apostle Paul writes this, For our struggle is not against flesh and blood, but against the rulers and against the powers, against the the world and the rulers of this darkness, against the spiritual forces in the heavens. Again, he's displaying, hey, we are at war. Though we're in the flesh, this fight isn't in the flesh. And if you need to get to the genesis of what I'm talking about, you literally can go to Genesis and you see, well, if God is who he is, why would he allow that to happen? Here's one thing we have to keep in mind when it comes to the attributes of who God is. He's just and he's fair. And he wouldn't be a fair God if he only created good nature and not an opposing nature. And he wouldn't be a fair God if he didn't give people like you and I free will. So in the just and the fairness of who he is, there's two opposing natures. And you see this all the way in the Garden of Eden, right? Adam and Eve. And it was once Adam and Eve took of the apple, they shifted from God's good nature, and they became themselves, which is sin nature. Now, before Adam and Eve partook of the garden, They were literally with God in the garden. There was no separation. Uh, The Bible says that God walked with them through the garden. Once they partook of the uh, fruit, rather, there was a separation. And since then, man has been striving to get back into the presence of God. But here's another attribute of God you have to keep in mind. He's good. Amen. He's merciful. He's graceful. Because he said this, I'm not going to allow humanity to be doomed because of the first man. I'll give a second man. I'll give myself in the form of Jesus. Because even though we live in a sinful world, we're still not without hope or opportunity. And watch this. Humans are the cause of it. But the goodness of God is this, even when we're at fault, the mercies of God are still for us. We have to know that. We are in a fight. John 10.10 says this, friends, the thief comes to steal, kill, and destroy. I come so that you may have life and life more abundantly. There it is. Two natures. There's God's nature, which is righteousness. 
And then there's evil nature, which is simply sin. But God says this, listen, I'm not the one who comes to steal. I come to give. Okay? The opposing nature is that what is trying to steal from you. Now, I know this sounds crazy, but we're not fighting in a realm we can see. So what does that look like? The fight looks like the battle that's happening in between your ears. The fight looks like the voices of doubt inside your head, the voices of hopelessness. The, the fight looks like conflict with people and people not liking you and people gossiping about you and talking about you. The, the fight looks like you being simply attacked at whatever point of your life is vulnerable. Why? Because the enemy is a coward. And sometimes when we wake up in the morning, even as Christians, we're not mindful that we're in a fight. What I love about this movie, The Black Panther, what still reigns true in our life today, the more God gives you, the more opposing forces you begin to face. T'Challa, you're okay if you're a prince, but the moment you become a king, you're a threat. Okay, watch this. My friend, when you didn't believe in yourself and you had a low self-esteem, you were okay. The moment you begin to find confidence in who you are, confidence in Christ, whoa, now you're a threat. See, when you lived from the wounds of your childhood, and because of that, you said, I'm a victim, and life is, is doom and gloom, and I'm completely hopeless, you were okay. But the moment you begin to say, wow, there's this man named Jesus Christ, and he can heal every wound, seen and unseen, and you begin to step, step into your new nature, and you begin to, watch this, not look like what you went through, you become a problem. Y'all catching this? Y'all pick up what I'm throwing down tonight? Okay, let's do it this way. You pulled up in the parking lot. You know where the best place for married people to fight? Parking lot, in the car. It's always before we go to church. Isn't it? Me and my wife have a rule. We don't talk to each other right before or right after. Because we know we're in a fight. It's when it happens. It goes down. And you have to walk in and it's awkward. How are you guys? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Why? Because how be it that you all say, listen, we're going to submit to a godly marriage and we're going to be the family. Like it says in Joshua, as for me and my house, we will worship the Lord and we're going to come and we're going to get in God's presence and God's going to fill us up with something because we're going to go out this week and we're going to release something. So watch this. Right before the infilling, the enemy always wants to throw a distraction. And it's in a realm we can't see. And we thought people were just terrible people. This isn't even a matter of people. It's principalities. Your spouse is not the bad person. What's happened is they've somehow succumbed to the evil nature and allowed the enemy, Satan, to operate through them. We're in a fight. Because the enemy wins when he throws you off guard. The enemy wins when you get the divorce. The enemy wins when you remain a victim for the rest of your life. The enemy wins when you say, you know what? I can't have victory. I've made too many mistakes. I'm staying defeated. The enemy 
wins. The fight ensues. Watch this. The day before, you said, Lord, I don't even want to live anymore, and, and, and death would be a lot better than life, and you woke up this morning, had the audacity to put your socks on and, and, and step your two feet on the ground and walk out of your place of living. You are a threat now. It's not the fact you struggle with the temptation. You become the threat when you didn't give in to it. It's not the fact that you struggle with, with identity issues. It's the fact that, listen, my actions don't match my feelings because I operate in faith. Oh, we all heard this. You take three steps forward, and it's what? Four steps back. So don't be surprised the more serious you start getting about Jesus if there's a little bit of tension that arises. Don't be surprised. If for the first time you said, you know what, we're going to love each other as men and women. That there's some little type of subtle division. Don't be surprised, just like T'Challa, when you step into the mantle that your father, your heavenly father is giving you, that you may face a little bit of opposition. And everybody may not celebrate you and be happy for you because misery loves company. Don't be surprised. The purpose of this message tonight is to let somebody know you're not crazy. You're just being effective. And it's not because you're bad. It's actually because you've been doing an amazing job. Give yourself a round of applause. It's not because things are backwards. It's actually because things are beginning to advance. And so all hell begins to break loose because as things advance and you step into the trueness of who God created you to be, this world has no option, option for you. You're in a fight. Second thing I need you to know is we need to know how to fight. And let's read in 2 Corinthians, that part of our text where it says, uh, in verse number four, it says, the weapons we fight with are not weapons of the world. On the contrary, they have divine power to demolish strongholds. So this is telling us right now, listen, I, and this for me was, was awesome because when it comes to conflict, there's some of us that are just assertive, right? I live for the moment, right? Just, right. It's like, God, you want me to punch him in Jesus' name. I'd have no problem. That just, I, I believe in the ministry of laying on of hands. If you know what I mean, I'm just, whoo, just... But he said, no, 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 this fight don't look like that. This fight was 2,000 years ago when Jesus died on the cross for you. And so now in the New Testament, it tells us to put on Christ. So this fight isn't even, isn't even your fight anymore. Christ has already won the victory for you. So now what you need to do is you need to pray. You need to fast. You need to discipline yourself in such a way that in the face of defeat, you still live in victory. I know I'm preaching tonight. It's all good. What he's saying is, listen, this fight is no longer you anymore. The moment you said yes to Jesus, you were given the victory. Watch this, forever. In death and life, oh death, where is your sting? No weapon formed against you shall prosper. 
The moment you said yes to Jesus, the fight went from you and it went to him. And trust me, I know his track record. He's still undefeated. So this fight may mean look like, watch this, this praying for those who hurt you. Mm. This fight may look like loving your spouse, even though their actions are not lovable. This fight may look like showing grace to these children because, God, I want to, you know what, and send them back to you. This fight may look like you hanging on to faith. This fight may look like staying in the boat and not getting concerned with the winds and the waves and in the midst of all the chaos and the calamity. And I know the ship is moving and I know things are beginning to tremble and everything is falling apart. And I know the outside conditions are closing in on you. But this fight looks like just remembering one thing. Jesus is still on the boat. And he can speak to every wind and every wave. And so watch this. Even when the tension is arising, the anxiety starts to spike, I can still have a posture of peace because of his presence. This fight looks like going through hell, but not letting hell get in you. Yep, I'm a victim of the abuse. And they were all wrong. And I did nothing wrong. But I'm still not going to be bitter. I'm still not going to be angry. I'm still not going to harbor the wounds of the past. I'm going to forgive them. I'm going to give it to Jesus. I'm going to allow him to come in and make me new. Any man in Christ is a new creation. And so watch this. I'm not fighting that anymore. This fight looks like remembering that God still said yes when your reality says no. This fight looks like the woman with the issue of blood. 12 years she was believing for a miracle, 12 long years. But watch this, she kept pressing. This fight looks like despite how long it takes, God, I know you're in it. Despite what it looks like, God, I'm not giving up. That same text in Ephesians 6, uh, part of it says this, and after you've done all you can do, stand. This fight looks like, listen, I'm a runner, God. When things don't go my way, I usually scramble. That's why my job history looks so crazy, and this is why I don't have good relationships with my family. But watch this. This fight looks like, listen, staying still in the midst of chaos, knowing it can happen around you, but it can't happen to you. And that's the plan of the enemy. Because of your yes to Jesus, he can't do anything to you. So he wants to manipulate things to happen around you. But Jesus is still on the inside. And as long as Jesus is on the inside, friends, we still have victory. As long as Jesus is on the inside, even in death, we win. There's another thing I want you to know as we talk about uh, this fight, and sorry, before we go there, in Mark 9, 29, forgive me, Mark 9, 21, the Bible says this, he told them this kind can come out only by prayer. 
he being Jesus. What happened is this was after he got down from the, the, the Mount of Transfiguration with a few of the other disciples. And those who walked with him were faced with the child who was ill. And they didn't see the results they expected. And here's Jesus' rebuke. He says, listen, this kind can only come out by prayer and fasting. What does this mean? This looks like sometimes the battle isn't quick. Sometimes it's a lifetime war. But trust me, if it's in God's will, the promises are still yes and amen. All fasting is and all praying is, is watch this, it's helping my mind get back to the place of the victory that's already been won. When you fast, it's not a matter of, well, now Jesus is going to do it. No, it helps you find assurance that Jesus has already done it. Last thing I want you to know tonight is we need to know what happens when we fight. The Bible says this in 2 Corinthians 10, starting in verse number 5. We demolish arguments and every uh, petition that sets itself up against the knowledge of God, and we take captive every thought and make it obedient to Christ. So let me help set you up real quick. Don't be surprised if the voice of the enemy sounds like your voice. He's so manipulative that he's going to give you a trusted voice that will still speak evil thoughts. But when we fight, this text says we demolish arguments and every uh, pretension because we line it up against the word of God and we take captive everything and make it submit to Christ. And sometimes the fight we face is really just isn't exter external. Sometimes it's learning how to believe in yourself. And those voices that say, I suck, I'm not good. Does that line itself up against the word of God? No. Last time I checked, we were more than conquerors through Christ Jesus. That voice sounds like, man, I don't even know about this Jesus thing. Every time I try not to mess up, I continue to mess up. And so this isn't for me. No, because it also says a righteous man falls seven times, but he gets back up eight. And then good old Peter said this. He said, it's not that I've attained it, but I press on towards the mark. I'm sorry. Yeah, I press on towards the mark of the higher calling. It doesn't look like perfection. It looks like this. Yep, I did it. But when I said yes to Jesus, my nature changed. I no longer am a slave to sin. I'm a bondservant to Christ. Watch this. So even in the moments where your behavior doesn't match your nature, God is still for you. And you're not a sinner. You're a saint that happened to fall victim to sin. That's your nature, righteousness. Everything's been made right through Christ. This fight looks like holding your peace when you really just want to lose your mind. This fight looks like instead of seeking vengeance, praying for people. 
and blessing them. Because when you fight, what happens is you begin to expose the enemy. When you fight, the power of Christ begins to raise and, and begins to resonate within you. When you fight, you begin to say, you know what, I'm not a perfect person, but because we have a perfect Savior, in the midst of my imperfection, I can still have influence. This fight, when you fight it, it looks like people saying, how did you do that? And you shouldn't have lived through that accident. And you you shouldn't have made it out of that situation. But this fight looks like being able to stand on your feet and declare that he was with me in the middle of the battle. And because of that testimony, other people finding confidence and faith in Jesus Christ. See, what happens when you fight is this. You stop trying to work for your salvation and you, and you just begin to thank God for the grace that's already there. Well, I just, I know I used to go to church. I haven't been in a while. Praise God. Thank thank goodness it's not up to you. But there's a free gift of grace. And works are no more. We no longer live by the law. It's not about a book of rules. It's the grace. See, when you fight, friends, your thoughts don't have to equate your behavior. It doesn't mean that things are going to be perfect. Sometimes it means things may be getting absolutely worse. And I just want to encourage somebody tonight that feels like, well, Pastor Greg, I've been doing this. I've been praying. I've been faithful. And all all the only thing that begins to happen is it just gets more and more crazier. That's just a subtle indication that promotion is on the way. That's just breakthrough in disguise. That's just an open heaven. Because when it gets the crazier, it means that, watch this, you're that much closer to heaven. And for some of us, we have to think about, you know what, I've made it this long. We don't fight against flesh and blood. And I say this because oftentimes when you start speaking about this stuff in church and spiritual warfare, people get spooky. I tell people all the time, the Holy Spirit is not weird. People are, though. You've probably met some. And if that's not funny to you, then you're probably, never mind. Um, But the truth be told is there's a constant battle that's going on, friends, each and every day. Rather, we said yes to Jesus or, or not. But our yes to Jesus gives us guaranteed victory over any and everything that can happen. And it's not against flesh and blood. You may have thought, I'm just a corrupt person. I'm just an evil person. Yes, you are. So am I. But I thank God that he's good. And even though I said yes to Jesus, sometimes my behavior doesn't match my nature. But God's still good. I'm going to call the worship team back. And what happens when you begin to fight is this, friends. You go from hoping and wishing to declaring. Sometimes I don't think we even pray right. I told one of my best friends, I said, dude, here's the deal. You keep asking. Why don't you start declaring? Right? Because last time I checked, too, it said that greater works than Christ are we allotted to do through him. So why don't you start commanding some things to happen? 
My child won't stay in rebellion. My child will come back in Jesus' name. God, you can clean them up. You can get rid of every addiction. My marriage won't be over. No weapon formed against us shall prosper. And we're not going to continue to fall victim to generational curses. It stops with me. Depression, you have no dominion or authority over me because in the word it says I need to put on the mind of Christ. And in the mind of Christ, there's only light and light has to drive out the darkness. Anxiety, you need to submit to peace. Stop asking and hoping and start declaring. That's what happens when you fight. You go from this nature of being a victim to a victor. When you fight, friends. I believe the greatest lie of the enemy is this. He wants, to believe, he wants victorious people to still believe you're defeated. And for some of us, it's not that we don't know this. No. We know this. Has it been applied? Now that's another question. And you've let these thoughts permeate in your mind and infiltrate. And you forgot this. Listen, you've got the victory through Christ. He's the all-encompassing one. He makes it easy. He's the cheat sheet. God knew we couldn't get it right. He's the second chance. And all you have to do is say yes to him. And when you say yes to him, that means every battle you face now, every battle in your future has already come under his authority. And because you said yes to Jesus, despite any darkness, you have the light in you. And he was so good, watch this, that he gave us the Holy Spirit. What's the Holy Spirit? The Holy Spirit is just simply the ability to turn on the light that's already on the inside. And he says, listen, you can't prevent things from happening around you. You can't stop people from your love from dying. Sometimes you can't control other people's actions. I know you've been faithful on the job and mass layoffs begin to happen. You can't control the fact that maybe you've gotten sick. And maybe the outcome isn't as you expected. And you can't control the fact of all this is happening around you. But the one thing you can control is your peace because the peace of God surpasses all understanding and so I just broke up with understanding and I married belief and I don't understand it God help me in my unbelief we're in a fight why because in all of humanity friends think about this in all of creation rather you and I are the only thing the only thing that is made in the image of God. He says this, let us make man in our image, our being the triune God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Let us make man in our image. That's it. He didn't say that about trees. I know you love your dog. He didn't say that about your dog, though. He said that about you and I. You got to remember something, friends. Before this adversary was just this pest, he was, he was also in heaven. But uh, he couldn't handle his position because he wanted to be worshipped and not do like we do. We just submit everything to God. And because of that, 
he's been kicked out. He's been exiled. And so every day that you have breath in your lungs, every day that you get up out of your bed despite the crazy thoughts that go in, every day you fall down and you get back up, you simply remind him of his old boss because you look like him and you're made in his image. So he's really not even mad at you. He's just a hater because he has wounds of the past. And you remind him that he's defeated. And you remind him that he has no authority. And you remind him that he has no dominion. And you remind him that because of Christ, there's this seal that's around me and angels and you can't touch me. Let us make man in our image. Every day we're in a fight. You thought that was just a problematic coworker. <laughs> because watch this. The enemy wants a reaction out of you. Don't give it to him. Sister Sally's been coming in faithful and I, people have been just badgering her and all of a sudden she snapped. And one failed choice eradicates all the good you've ever done because he wants to expose your character. And he wants you to say something to your spouse that's irreversible and shatters their. But you've submitted yourself to Christ. And you say, listen, my nature is Christ. So the only thing I'm going to do is be still and know. Know, know, know that he's God. Are y'all still cool with praying tonight? Can we pray in this place tonight? Let me ask you to do this. If you're able to stand I want to invite you to stand only if you're comfortable with it. If you don't want to, you don't have to. And even as you're standing, I want to invite you to even just lift up your hands as a sign of surrender. Again, if you're not comfortable with it, you don't have to. But what we're going to do is we're going to practice a posture of victory. So here we go. One, two, three. If you're able to, come on, just stand. And all I'm going to do is pray. And the cool thing about this is, is this. That all we have to do is say, in the name of Jesus. <laughs> in the name of Jesus. And I love this because I know some of my friends in this place had a heck of a week. And you almost didn't make it here tonight. But there's a reason you had the heck of the week. Because the enemy did not want you to make it here tonight. And I know some of my friends have got diagnoses. And their families have been diagnosed with things. But the enemy wanted you to know that you're hopeless but watch this our God is still a healer and I know some of my friends in this room tonight have battled with depression and the thoughts that come into your mind but what all that had to happen because this moment was about to take place and it's my prayer in this moment that we remember one thing we've got the victory let's pray Lord we thank you we thank you, we thank you that we can ask things in your name and it can be done. So Lord, I thank you for my friends in this room that are just simply here trying to find hope. Maybe I'm just here trying to find Jesus. Are you really real? So God, I pray that you would be the answer to the question and the solution to the problem. I know some of my friends in this room have been going through years and years and years of marital issues. But God, we know that just one word from you can change a drastic situation. God, I know some of us have been harboring bitterness and harboring unforgiveness, and this thing has been eating us away. But God, we know this, watch this, that we can lay it at your feet and we don't have to take it back anymore. So God, we stand with hands extended
extend it as a posture of surrender. No longer are we victims to sin. No longer are we just the effects of what, have, what has happened to us. No longer can any weapon formed against us prosper. No longer does the low self-esteem have to uh, exist and the lack of self-confidence. No longer does the addiction have to continue to be alive because this, God, you said this, that it's in your name. And we know, Lord, that we're not fighting in a realm that we can see. We're fighting in a realm that we can't see. So we just, in advance, we thank you. We thank you. We thank you for victories that we've seen. But we have even thank you for victories that you've done that we haven't even seen yet. And so tonight, God, we shift. We don't come as scared cowards and victims. We're offended that the enemy would try to come against the mantle that you've placed on us because we're a royal priesthood and we're a chosen generation and I, he had the audacity to make us think less and so we cancel him in the name of Jesus. Amen, amen, amen. Can we give God a hand clap of praise today? Awesome.